the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. American troops in Poland. The deployment of elements of the 82nd Airborne Division are here to enhance the readiness and interoperability across all domains. Joe Rogan and Spotify in hot water again. There is no context where a white person is ever allowed to say that word, never mind publicly on a podcast. And I agree with that now. The U.S. takes silver in the Beijing Olympics. I got the first medal so far, so that was pretty cool to find out. This is the Daybreak Insider Podcast. Your first look at today's top stories for Monday, February 7th. I'm Mike Scott. On Sunday, U.S. troops arrived in Poland, reinforcing its NATO allies in Eastern Europe. As officials say, Russia has assembled at least 70 percent of the forces it needs to launch a full-scale invasion of Ukraine. Major General Chris Donahue commended the ironclad alliance between the U.S. and Poland. First, we, we are very grateful to our Polish allies for the invitation, the generosity and the support as uh, our paratroopers have come into this country. I think it shows the ironclad alliance between both of our nations. Talking with reporters, Donahue explained why the U.S. troops are in Poland. The deployment of elements of the 82nd Airborne Division are here to enhance the readiness, interoperability across all domains uh, with our Polish allies and, uh, if necessary, defend any portion of NATO. The major general went on to explain the close relationship U.S. troops have with the country. Of course, we do this uh, annually in our exercises. Most recently, uh, in the last eight months, we worked very closely with the uh, Polish 6th Airborne Brigade and conducted swift response uh, here in Europe. And uh, again, this is a very strong relationship that goes back many years. Speaking of what the U.S.'s presence in Poland means to NATO allies, Major General Donahue had this to say. Our national contribution here in Poland uh, shows our solidarity with all of our allies here in Europe. And obviously during this uh, period of uncertainty, um, we know that we are stronger together. Donahue emphasized that American troops in Poland are really a defensive measure. This uh, deployment is a prudent measure uh, to ensure that collectively that uh, we have prevention of any war aims. It's defensive in nature. Uh, And clearly, this is about ensuring uh, the protection of all of the alliance. Back here on the home front, National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan says Russia could invade Ukraine any day. We are in the window. Uh, Any day now, Russia could take military action against Ukraine, or it could be a couple of weeks from now, or Russia could choose to take the diplomatic path instead. The key thing is that the United States needs to be and is prepared for any of those contingencies in lockstep with our allies and partners. 
Sullivan says the U.S. and its allies are prepared to respond if Russia does invade Ukraine. If war breaks out, it will come at an enormous human cost to Ukraine. But we believe that based on our preparations and our response, it will come at a strategic cost to Russia as well. Spotify's Joe rogan size headache isn't going away anytime soon. The platform has removed dozens of episodes of the Joe Rogan experience from their library in response to a video surfacing of Rogan using the N-word multiple times on his show in the past. Like, you know, the thing. Yeah. Saying the word I You've already said D is just like In the aftermath of the backlash, Rogan took to his Instagram account to apologize for his use of the word in the past and said this. Hello, friends. Um, I'm making this video to talk about the most regretful and shameful thing that I've ever had to talk about publicly. He says that while the video was taken out of context, he admits it looks horrible. There's a video that's out that's a compilation of me saying the N-word. It's a video that's made of clips taken out of context of me of 12 years of conversations on my podcast and it's all smushed together, and it looks horrible, even to me. He says that he agrees white people shouldn't say that word, and that he hasn't used it in years. Now, I know that to most people, there is no context where a white person is ever allowed to say that word, never mind publicly on a podcast. And I agree with that now. I haven't said it in years. This latest controversy comes on the heels of various artists, including Joni Mitchell, India Ari, and Mary Trump, pulling their content from the streaming platform due to hosting Joe Rogan's content. In a statement, Spotify Chief Executive Officer Daniel Ek states they are impartial aggregators and distributors who use algorithms instead of editorial judgment. The Navy is working to contain a crisis in Hawaii after jet fuel leaking from an 80-year-old Hawaiian tank farm continued to pollute local water supplies. Daybreak Insider's national correspondent Ben Thomas has more details. The fuel storage installation's existence was a secret for years. Hidden inside a mountain ridge overlooking Pearl Harbor, it's provided fuel to military ships and planes since World War II. But late last year, jet fuel seeped into a well and then started showing up in tap water in Pearl Harbor's military housing. Since November, military medical teams have examined more than 5,900 people complaining of symptoms including nausea and rashes. The Navy has spent more than $250 million to address the problem, but it hasn't yet been solved, and it's currently housing 4,000 affected families in hotels. I'm Ben Thomas. An aide to former Vice President Mike Pence says Donald Trump received faulty advice about the 2020 election. White House correspondent Greg Clugston has more. Former Pence Chief of Staff Mark Short blamed bad advisors who falsely told then-President Trump that the vice president had the authority to overturn the results of the 2020 presidential election. Appearing on NBC's Meet the Press, Short likened those advisors to snake oil salesmen. On Friday, Pence told the conservative Federalist Society that Trump was wrong to suggest that the vice president could change the outcome of the election. Greg Clagston, The White House. 
Alaska Senator Lisa Murkowski joined Jake Tapper on his State of the Union show and discusses her reaction to the RNC censuring Representatives Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger over their participation in the January 6th committee. In that motion to censure, the RNC described the events of January 6th as legitimate political discourse, eliciting a backlash even among other Republicans like Murkowski. Taking to Twitter, the Alaskan senator rebuked the RNC, saying in part to suggest it was legitimate political discourse is just wrong. When asked if she feels uncomfortable going against her party, she said... It can be uncomfortable when, when you say, I'm, I'm not going to align myself neatly with what the party is saying just because the party is saying. So what does she think about people who believe she should agree with the RNC? I mean, I'm not here to be the representative of the Republican Party. I'm here to be the representative for Alaskan people. And I take that charge very, very seriously. Why did she feel she has to say something about the RNC's remarks? When the party is, is taking an approach or saying things that I think are just absolutely wrong, I think it's my, my responsibility as, as an Alaskan senator speaking out for Alaskans to, to just speak the truth. And what about the pressure to adhere to a particular party narrative? We seek protection in our, in our lanes over to the right and over to the left. And that gives you company. But is that really why people sent you here? Is that really what they want? I don't think people in Alaska want that. I don't think people in West Virginia expect know. that. On Friday, the North Carolina Supreme Court struck down the Republican-drawn legislative and congressional maps as unconstitutional and asked for new maps to be submitted by February 18. Daybreak Insider's Bernie Bennett has more. The state's high court said it's ruling that its maps were unconstitutional, quote, beyond a reasonable doubt under the Free Elections Clause, the Equal Protection Clause, the Free Speech Clause, and the Freedom of Assembly Clause of the North Carolina Constitution. The maps, which the GOP-led legislature approved in November, would create two new Republican-leaning districts and take away two previously Democratic-leaning districts. The decision came on a 4-3 vote along partisan lines, with a Democrat majority ruling against the maps. The decision was praised on Twitter by North Carolina's Democratic Governor Roy Cooper and the state's Attorney General, Democrat John. Stein. Bernie Bennett reporting. More lawsuits over masking. Missouri Attorney General Eric Schmidt joined the Salem Radio Network to discuss filing lawsuits against more than 40 school districts for imposing what he says are illegal mask mandates for students. It's not legal. The legislature in Missouri has never delegated this kind of power to force the masking of five-year-olds or to force the quarantine of, quarantine of healthy kids. They just have it. Schmidt says parents should be given the say over whether their child wears a mask at school. We're taking them to court. We're going to pry the power away from these bureaucrats and give it back to parents where it belongs. Parents can make these decisions. He went on to say that the mask mandates are both illegal and ineffective. Representative Ashley Hinson joined the Hugh Hewitt radio show on the Salem Radio Network. Hinson is pushing back against the Biden administration's secret flights to transport illegals into the heartland of America. 
the administration needs to be held accountable uh, because they are jeopardizing the safety and security of our communities with not only their border policies, but with uh, these transported uh, illegal immigrant flights into our country. Hinson's Stop the Betrayal Act would put an end to taxpayer-funded flights and bus transports for illegals. Pointing lasers at airplanes and helicopters is becoming a bigger problem. Daybreak Insider's Ron DeRoxtra has more. The Federal Aviation Administration said pilots reported a record 9,723 laser strikes last year. That's a 41% increase over the year before. Lasers aimed at aircraft have been a safety concern for more than a decade, despite jail sentences for people who get caught. Authorities have tried to stop the problem with rewards for turning in perpetrators and legislation making it easier to prosecute them. The FAA says pilots have reported 244 injuries from laser strikes since 2010. Rhonda Rockster reporting. Queen Elizabeth II is marking the 70th anniversary of her ascension to the throne by making clear her wishes for when her son, Prince Charles, succeeds her. Correspondent Naomi Shannon reports. Britain's longest-serving monarch marks 70 years of her rule with a special Platinum Jubilee message to the public. In it, she renews her pledge to her country and shows her support for Prince Charles's wife, Camilla, saying that she should be named Queen Consort when her son should succeed her. Despite her dedication to charity work and social issues, Camilla, also known as the Duchess of Cornwall, was initially shunned by fans of the late Princess Diana. In her speech, the Queen asked Britain to show her son and Camilla the same support that the public gave her after the loss of her husband. Prince Philip last year. To many, such as royal biographer Hugo Vickers, Camilla's new status is welcome. Camilla would have been queen by law, and now she can also be queen by name. It makes perfect sense. Naomi Shannon, London. U.S. Olympic snowboarder Sean White says he's made a big decision to make the Beijing Olympic Games his last. I usually take the season after the Olympics off to just refocus and kind of get excited about things again, um, pick up all the pieces of the things I put aside for the Olympic run. Um, but yeah, I, I think this will be my last, well, it will be my last competition, which is pretty special too. White says he made his decision to retire from the sport after these games while at a training stop in Austria last November, where he was nursing ankle and knee injuries. I broke down a little, got very emotional, and um, and called friends and family, manager people, and kind of told them where I was at, and they all agreed and said, hey, beautiful run, and let's see this through and, uh, and uh, see what's next. And finally, the U.S. has its first medal at the Beijing Olympic Games. Julia Marino was a silver medalist in women's slope style, finishing behind Zoe Sadowski-Sinat of New Zealand. Marina was leading heading into the third and final trip down the mountain before Sadowski Sinat became the first New Zealander ever to medal in a Winter Olympics. The U.S. snowboarder says she's worked hard since the previous Olympics. It took the last four years to kind of regroup and figure out what I wanted to do and work hard on getting some new tricks dialed in and just all prepared me for this moment, and it feels really good. Marina was asked about becoming the first American to medal at the Beijing Games. I just learned that I got the first medal so far, so that was pretty cool to find out, but just getting a medal here in general means so much. 
Subscribe to the Daybreak Insider Podcast at Apple or Google Podcast, Spotify, or SalemPodcastNetwork.com. Get our companion Daybreak Insider newsletter each morning at DaybreakInsider.com. Ongoing coverage of breaking news and commentary at SRNNews.com and TownHall.com. Thanks for starting your day with us. I'm Mike Scott. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.